Well, today we're continuing our message series, Praying the Psalms. And in this series, we're looking at all the types of prayers in the largest book in the Bible, 150 chapters long. Now, although just about everybody knows or has heard of the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, we often tend to ignore the book of Psalms in our teaching and perhaps even in our study of God's Word. And I've looked back at, over the years, the messages I've preached, and I've preached some individual messages on a select psalm. But this is the very first series that I've preached entirely on the book of Psalms, and there's still much more to unpack even after we finish this series. And I trust that we're all learning more of the value of this important book in the Bible, and I certainly am myself. Well, today our message is entitled, Prayers of Praise. Now, in the Hebrew language, which the book of Psalms is written in, there are three words that are often used. They have similar but over and somewhat overlapping meanings, but the words are actually different. The three words are often translated in English as worship, thanksgiving, and praise. In fact, in the Hebrew, the book of Psalms is actually named the book of praises. Now, the first word we want to look at today with a little bit of word study, the word for worship is called shacha in the Hebrew. The word means to bow down or to prostrate oneself before the Lord. It implies an act of worship, an act of submission, either literally with one's body or within one's heart. The physical posture of worship is, is often bowing one's head, kneeling, or prostrating oneself before the Lord, laying face down on the ground, which we normally don't do here, but certainly it's something that is indicated in Scripture from time to time. The word that's translated thanks or thanksgiving is, is yada. It means to confess or to declare God's attributes or works. It could be considered an aspect of praise, giving thanks. Now the last word, which we're going to be talking about most today, is the Hebrew word for praise, which is halal. Now that may sound familiar to you, and it should, because it is the root word for hallelujah. And that means praise the Lord. We have the hala and the yah. Yah means Yahweh in the Hebrew language. So hallelujah means praise the Lord. And the word halal means to praise, to celebrate, or to boast about God's character and His actions. And so praises are joyful celebrations of God, who He is, and what He has done. And so my takeaway from this, this brief language study is that worship is a is a reverently submitting oneself before the Lord, bowing or kneeling before Him. Praise, on the other hand, is a joyful celebration of God and what He has done. And giving thanks is often part of our giving praise to God. Now, all three of these activities, praising, giving thanks, worshiping, can be done either individually or in a group setting. All three are aspects of prayer, and God desires us to grow in each one. But today we're going to be looking at prayers of praise. And so I'd like us to learn a little more about this as we, before we begin with our first Psalm, Psalm 33, by watching a video about Psalm 33, which is simply entitled Psalm 33. So let's watch. <laughs> Thank you. 
begin our study of Psalm 33. And the principle we're going to learn from this psalm is to praise God for His sovereignty. Now what is sovereignty? Well, sovereignty is the teaching that God is king, that He's supreme ruler, that He's the lawgiver of the entire universe. Nothing is outside of God's control. He is all-powerful. And since we know that God is good, that God is just, that God is loving, the fact that God is sovereign is certainly something to praise Him for, something to give us hope. Psalm 33, verse 1 begins and says, Shout for joy to the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. And so the psalm begins with an instruction or a command for the righteous to shout for joy as an expression of praise. It says that's what the upright believers should do. Now, I was thinking about when is the last time I've, I've shouted for joy? And to be honest, it's true confessions this morning. For me, it was probably at somebody hitting a home run, somebody making a touchdown or scoring a goal. Maybe we should be shouting hallelujah in praising the Lord more often rather than simply praising our sports hero. Psalm 33, verse 6 says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of His mouth all their host. And so God's sovereignty is revealed in creation. The Lord created the vast, unsearchable reaches of our universe. He populated it with stars, quasars, galaxies, pulsars, black holes, dark matter, and many other phenomena we simply haven't figured out. And what should our response be when we, we look at the wonders of this vast universe that we live in? In our galaxy, in our planet, is just a speck in the vast cosmos. Verse 8 says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the earth stand in awe of Him. And so praise is an expression of the fear of the Lord. It's, it's standing in awe of God, who He is and what He has done. And God commands all the nations, all the earth, all the people within to fear and praise Him. Now in God's sovereignty, He not only rules this vast universe that we live in, but He rules the nations of the earth. Verse 12 of the psalm says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom He has chosen as His heritage. And so not all nations, not all peoples fear the Lord. But those who do, this verse tells us they are blessed, as are the people who fear the Lord. Even in our nation, when many do not fear God, those who do act as salt and light and bring God's blessing to our nation, to America. Verse 18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His steadfast love. And as we praise God, as we grow in our fear of Him as we grow in our awe of how magnificent He is. He shows us His love. And we put our hope in the Lord. This verse says that the Lord watches over. The eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him. He watches over the upright. Those who love Him. Who look to serve Him. And so no matter what you're going through in life, you can always praise God for His sovereign power. Now, modern science 
is gives us an even greater appreciation of God's sovereign role in creation than the people in the past even knew. All they could do is look at the sky and see the pinpoints of light of the stars. But we have telescopes and things that go into the vast reaches of space to tell us all the things that are out there. And God was intimately involved in every aspect of creation, from creation of these far-flung spaces of the universe, which go on at seemingly to infinity, to the amazing complexity of the biochemistry of the simplest organism that lives in our world. And so when we encounter difficult life situations that we cannot understand, we can put our trust in a sovereign God for whom nothing is impossible. Now, God doesn't promise to answer every question we may have about life, but He does promise that He's never going to leave us and He is going to guide us through every aspect of our lives as we follow Him. And as we choose to praise God, both in the good times and in the times that are not so good, He will bring hope and joy into our lives in increasing measure. He will cause our faith to grow. He will encourage our heart about the future that He has for us as we praise God for His sovereignty. The second principle about praise we're going to learn this morning is we can praise God for answered prayer. We're going to turn next to Psalm 66, beginning in verse 1. It says, shout for joy to God all the earth. Well, in Psalm 33, we saw the righteous should shout for joy to God. And here in Psalm 66, it calls on the entire earth to shout for joy. Now, I don't see the entire earth shouting for joy right now, but one day, all those who do not praise the Lord are going to be removed. And this verse will come to pass. The entire earth will shout for joy to the Lord. Now why should we shout for joy to God? Verse 5 says, Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in His deeds toward the children of man. So as we move through this Psalm, Psalm 66, we see the focus of praise will be on what God has done for His people. Not only has, is God awesome in creation, but He is awesome in how He interacts with His people, His children. And what should our response be? Well, verse 8 says, Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of His praise be heard. Now actually in this verse, we have the fourth Hebrew word that's commonly used along with praise in the Scripture. And the Hebrew word is barak which means to bless. And so the meaning of Barak to bless is to endue with power for success. And so when God blesses His people or blesses a person, He gives that people or that person power to be successful for Him. But in this verse, and in many others, it calls on us as human beings to bless God. Normally when God blesses us, it's the greater blessing, the lesser but here, how can we as the lesser bless God who is the greater? How is that possible? Well, I believe to bless God means that we give our lives, we give everything we have to make Him and His kingdom successful. As people who are made in the image of God, we have lives of value and the things that we do have value to God as we spend our lives in the service of the Lord and that's how we bless Him. 
which is another form of praise. Now, I might add that if you look at this verse in other translations, other than the uh, English Standard Version, ESV, that we're using today, they translate the Hebrew word, or often, for bless here, Barak, as praise. And this really is incorrect. And perhaps they had trouble with the concept of people blessing God. And it's one of the reasons that we've moved to the more accurate translation, the ESV English uh, Standard Version recently. Uh, the translation from the Hebrew or the Greek to the English is much more accurate. Now in these verses, uh, we see how to praise God for answered prayer. And this becomes more explicit in verse 16. It says, come and hear all you who fear God. And I will tell you what He has done for my soul. I cried to Him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. So in these verses now, we see the reason that the psalmist calls on people, that the psalmist himself praises the Lord. He cried out to the Lord in prayer with his request. And at the same time, he was praising the Lord. Now in a sense... The psalmist is giving his God's story, what we call God's stories at Life Church, what God has done for him in answering his prayer. And he's calling on others to praise God for his answered prayer. Verse 20 says, Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. And so the psalmist himself blesses God. He says, Blessed be God. And the reason is that God did not reject his prayer. God accepted his prayer and answered his prayer request. And so God's answers to our prayers are an expression of his love for us. And so we can always praise God for answered prayer. Now this week, as always, I'd encourage you to read in the fullness the three different psalms that we're going through, picking through some of the highlights, but the psalms are uh, quite a bit longer. And we certainly don't have time to look at every verse. But in Psalm 66, we see the psalmist is addressing other believers a number of times. In verse 16, he calls on those who fear God to hear about his answer to prayer. One of the ways that we bless God is to give him praise for answered prayer in front of other people. Now we can do this in a variety of ways. You can do it simply by talking to friends and relatives about what God has done in your life. We can and should do that. We can post things on social media, telling our friends, other whoever may look on, about what God has done in our life. And we can and should do that. Or we can give a God story on Sunday morning at church. We give opportunities for that. And so, I would love to have more God stories of what God is doing in each of our lives. And He is working each and every day. Sometimes in a big way, sometimes in a way that doesn't seem so big. But share your God stories. You can share them with me in written form. Uh, we can use those on a website. Somebody else can read them if you're not comfortable getting up in front. Or you can get up in front and share your God story. Blessing God in front of others and praising Him to all who will listen. It's part of what God calls us to do. And if we have eyes to see, God is always answering our prayers and He deserves our praise each and every day. The last principle we're going to look at today is to praise God for His works. We're going to 
turn to Psalm 103. I'll begin, which is one of my favorite psalms. I certainly don't have time to look at all the verses. We'll begin in verse 2. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases. And here again we see the call to bless the Lord and to not forget all his benefits. And the reason that God's word tells us not to forget his benefits is that we are prone to forget or not even notice the benefits that God gives to us. God gives benefits to us each and every day, even when we don't ask him for them. God forgives our sins. He heals our diseases. Perhaps sicknesses or diseases we didn't even know we had. God provides for us. He guides us. He protects us all through our lives. And for that, we should praise him. Verse 11 says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. And so why does God give us all these benefits? Why is he constantly looking after us? Because of his great love for all those who fear him. Now God gives benefits to, to everyone who lives on the earth, whether they believe in him or not. But his greatest benefits he gives to his children who love and fear him. Verse 17 says, But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. And so the love of God for his children is an everlasting or it's an eternal love. And so the greatest benefit that God gives to us is eternal life. Life with him forever and ever, even after our physical life on this world ends or in this world ends. God shows his love to the children of the righteous and to the children's children, to their grandchildren as well. And so we can praise him for his future works of love toward us and towards our families. Verse 19 says, The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. So as we read the entire psalm, you'll see that the psalmist likens a a person's life on this earth to that of a wildflower in a field. It's beautiful, but it's here one day and it's gone the next. God, on the other hand, is eternal. His authority and his kingdom will never pass away. And so we can praise God for his works of today and his works that are going to continue forever and that we're part. If we're a believer today, we are part of that eternal kingdom. Verse 21, the psalm ends and says, Bless the Lord, all His hosts, His ministers who do His will. Bless the Lord, all His works in all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And so as the psalm closes, the psalmist calls on the angels. He calls on the hosts of heaven, those who minister on earth, all the works, all the creations of God, wherever His kingdom rules to bless Him. And finally, the psalmist calls on his own soul to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. To offer up himself in service to the king of the universe. We praise God for his works. Now, God's works are all around us, even though we don't, don't even recognize or praise him for them. 
Many people have been have bought into the falsehood that the universe simply runs by itself by the laws of nature. These things have been set in motion and things just kind of tick along like a mechanical clock. But nothing could be further from the truth. The Bible tells us that God holds everything together by the power of His Word. Even the atoms that make up the physical elements of our world are held together by the Word of God. The so-called laws of nature are simply the way that God generally works in our world. Something supernatural is not finally God saying, oh, I better step into my world and do something. Well, he's never left. The supernatural work of God is God working in a unique way in our world whenever he chooses. God is constantly moving in supernatural ways in our lives, even though we don't recognize most of it. Praise the Lord for his works because they are wonderful. Now today we've talked about different things that we can always praise God for. To praise is to give a, a heartfelt hallelujah to God, even when things are rough. We can praise God for His sovereignty. His kingdom rules over all and, and will never be defeated. It's eternal. God has created and holds together the entire universe, including the earth, by the power of His word. We can praise God for answered prayer when we cry out to God for the things that he places on our heart. God hears us and he answers us. We can praise God for his works that he is always doing. God blesses us daily in ways we seldom even pay attention to or give thanks for. Take some time today to think of all God's blessings in your life. The scripture tells us that every good gift that we have comes from God. So if there's anything good in your life, it comes from God and we can praise Him for that. Praise Him and, and bless Him for showing His love for you and your family. And as you do, your focus will shift from the difficulties in life to the blessings of the Lord. And as you and I grow in praising God, no matter what is going on, we will experience His joy more and more and the joy of the Lord will be our strength. Now this morning I want to give everyone who's listening to this message an opportunity to become part of God's family. To become one of his children so that his blessing can be upon you in a wonderful way. A blessing that will last for eternity. If you've never committed your life to Jesus Christ or Perhaps you feel like you've done it in the past, but you've drifted away. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to renew that commitment or make it for the first time. To become a child of God, you need to admit that you've sinned. You've done things that you knew were wrong. Repent. Turn away from that sin and put your faith in God. Believe in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross that your sins might be forgiven. Ask Him to forgive you and to come into your life. And then commit yourself to living for Him. He's risen from the dead. And He lives forever. Serving Him as your Lord and Savior. So let's bow our heads now. And we're going to pray. I'd encourage you to pray along with me. Say something like this. Father, today I admit that I've sinned. I've done wrong things. And I repent, I turn away from those things and I put my faith in you. Please forgive me. 
Come into my life. I believe that Jesus died on the cross that my sins might be forgiven. And he rose from the dead three days later. I commit my life to serving him, to following him as my Lord and Savior. And for those of us who are believers, let's pray as well. Father, we thank you for these three psalms that we studied this morning and how they encourage our hearts. We ask you to forgive us for often grumbling and complaining and worrying rather than praising you. We have so much to praise you for, so many things to bless you for. We bless you this morning for your sovereignty. There are many things that we don't understand in life, and yet we choose to believe that you are in control, that you are working everything out for the good of those who love you. We praise you for answered prayer. Thank you for the times we've been in difficulty and you've heard our prayers and delivered us. We praise you for your works of love, for all of your creation. Forgive us for not noticing all your blessings. And we make a commitment today to look for you working in our lives and to praise you for it. May we learn better to praise you with joy on a daily basis. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, if you made a commitment to the Lord, uh, please contact the church so that we can pray for you and get you some material that would be helpful for you. We encourage you to come back to watch again uh, on Sunday, 10 a.m. If you can't attend our physical location, we'll be here again on Facebook, our website, and YouTube. Also, if you can attend, we'd be glad to have you. We're open. Things are going great. Uh, we're at 15036 Clayton Road in Chesterfield. That's Life Church. Our Sunday morning service is at 10 a.m., and uh, we'd love to have you come join us. So God bless. Have a great week.